0: I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. This week, I'm talking with Tracy and Joe from Sister Mixon, and I was really excited to have them on the show to talk about having a blend of products in your business. So Tracy and Joe offer digital products, like info products, like a lot of us do, but they also offer both physical products, like thinking about healthy cosmetics or healthy food packaging or different things that complement their blog, and they sell essential oils in like a multi-level marketing company. And in today's interview, we're talking about really how they got started with their business and how and why they decided to sell a blend of products rather than just going all in on one type of product to sell. And I think that's really important for everyone out there listening because there's actually a huge range of ways that you can make money in your business. You can think beyond coaching or think beyond info products and actually create a blend of products and services that really works for you and your lifestyle. Plus, we're talking about lots of other good stuff like how they manage their workload, even though they live three hours apart and their business partners. How they use Facebook Live and webinars to engage with the community, how much they're emailing their list, all sorts of good stuff. So I think you're really going to enjoy this episode with Tracy and Joe of Sister Mixon. Now, like always, you can get all the links to everything we talk about in the show notes, which are available at wellprinteronline.com. Okay, here we go. Hey, Tracy and Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Oh, that rhymed. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) amazing. So we met in the Philippines last month, and I just wanted to ask. I know after the Philippines, you guys were taking your first trip to Hong Kong for a few days. So how was that? We did
1: amazing. I loved Hong Kong. Like I just
2: loved it. It was a crazy place. Like it was. We're from Australia, and it was the best I could describe was Sydney on
0: steroids. Like it was insane. It's like such a crazy blend of high and low, right? Or like old and new and you've got like skyscrapers and then you turn the corner and it's like old Shanghai or something. It's just such a cool blend. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, we only had a full 24 hours there. So we walked 20 kilometers that day and, you know, we just wanted to soak in as much as we possibly could because we only had the two nights Mm -hmm. there and one full day. But definitely on the bucket list to go back. I absolutely loved it. Like walking out the hotel, door and just seeing these flash of lights and like these billboards and then all the skyscrapers and it was incredible I absolutely loved it
0: oh awesome you definitely should come back because there's yeah so much to see and so much to eat I'm just the food is amazing too so although (sighs) although probably has a lot of food additives in it <laughs> which is something you guys are really passionate about to do a little all bit right. of a pivot here um it
1: happens on holidays stays on holidays but um yeah we didn't get to experience the food culture at all really so I definitely mm. want to come back and do
0: that and yeah it was awesome so I had that theory too was like Oh, when I'm on holiday... Well, I still have this. When I'm on holiday, I'll eat, like, whatever. I just kind of let myself enjoy. Well, the problem was moving to Hong Kong for a year... And we're still here, so more than a year. After about six months, my husband and I looked at each other and we're like, okay, we're going to have to stop this because this isn't really a holiday anymore. <laughs> I just started eating everything, a lot of everything, and it could really show A lot myself. of everything. Anyway, <laughs> funny. But yeah, I'm really excited to have you guys on the show today and talk about your awesome business, Sister Mixin. So can you just give us kind of a quick, for people that aren't familiar with your brand, a quick overview of what your business is? Sure. I'll go. <laughs>
2: Um, so Tracy here so we started a business a few years ago after Joe discovered that additives and preservatives were not great for her family and it kind of we just kind of just fell into it a little bit it um it progressed really holistically I guess in a slow way and then when we realized that oh we can actually do like we're helping people and and we can actually make a little bit of pocket money here and and we sort of just, went with the flow, I guess, and we didn't push it and we didn't try too hard and it just organically grew. And then we grew this audience and then we grew a shop and it's kind of all developed from there. And now we're both working full-time on the business. And that took us, Joe, maybe two and a half years. Yeah. So I think we we started drawing a
1: very, very small income (laughs) about 12 months into it. Now I'm talking $100
0: each a fortnight.
1: And we can say
0: that means a fortnight means every two weeks for all the Americans. Yes,
1: yes, (laughs) yes. Yes. We said that on another podcast the other day, and they said, "What's a fortnight?" We could, yeah. So, yes, um, every two weeks. And we thought, okay, this is great. At least we're making something. And it was more just—it wasn't. I mean, fifty dollars a week. It wasn't about the money. It was just about the fact that we were slowly starting to be able to draw an income and. Then it just sort of progressed into what it is now where we've yeah, both been able to quit our jobs and work full-time and we draw quite a, I guess, okay income now and it's sort of, yeah, growing from there.
0: So you've got, I saw you've got a blog and a podcast, you've got e-courses and then you've got a shop with physical products in it as well as essential mm. oils that you sell.
2: Yeah. So we've dabble in a few different things. I think with business for us, Because we both have children and mortgages and those sorts of responsibilities, it was really important to not put all our eggs into one basket. And so we have a few different income streams. And like you said, there's an e-course. We run that generally four times a year, but this year being 2017, it'll probably only be two or three. We have doTERRA essential oils. So they run sort of in sync with our business system but also a little bit separate so they are it's kind of two separate businesses in one way if you want to look at it like that and then we have our physical shop products as well which is really cool and we have a monthly program a meal planning program
0: oh right is that like a membership yeah membership program yeah cool so what did you start with what was your very first product or your very first thing that you sold (laughs)
1: I'll answer that. Okay. So when I first started going additive and preservative free, I wanted to, of course, buy things that were eco-friendly, additive and preservative free. And I started using these products and everyone was uh, like on our Facebook page was asking us, well, where do you get them from? So I just kept recommending these other companies. And then I said to Tracy, oh, it'd be kind of cool if we started selling them. So we put in $200 each of our own money. And we bought one product and it was a 140 ml cinches pouch, which is a reusable food pouch. So, you know, the yogurt pouches that you can get from the supermarket and the kids suck the yogurt out and then the pouch goes in the bin. Mm-hmm. They're about, they're ridiculously expensive. So these pouches are reusable. They come with a double Ziploc top and you can put your homemade yogurt in or store-bought yogurt and they can be washed out and reused. So. We bought the 140 mil size and they sold out within about a week. And we thought, oh, that's pretty cool. So what we did was we used the profit and bought another lot of the 140 mil pouches, but then the 200 mil size. And this went on for us for months. Every dollar mm-hmm. we made, we put back into the business and we just bought more products. We, you know, And we just slowly grew the shop
0: over time from all the money we were making. So... I was really curious to talk to you guys about this shop because most of the guests we have on the podcast just sell e-courses and information products, Mm -hmm. which I know you guys have that as well. But I think it's really interesting to add a physical product to the mix because you're right. As people go on this healthy lifestyle journey, they do want to buy products along the way. So it sounds like in the beginning with the yogurt pouches, you were buying them and they were sitting in somebody's spare room and then you would ship them mm-hmm. out to people. Yeah. Can, you kind of, can you talk about that? Pretty about much. That? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's exactly. Sad. That's what happened. So they
1: came to my house. It's Joe here. So Tracy and I actually live in different states of Australia. We're about a three-hour plane ride apart. So it was hard to... I Actually, what we did was I had the cinches, and then Tracy had these reusable sandwich covers, and we very quickly realised that when someone body bought, you know, the two items together, it didn't make sense to have them in two different places because it was two different postages. So I put up my hand, which <laughs> I know, three now, and said, "It's all good, just." I'll have all the warehouse here and, you know, I'll do it and it's fine. So everything started coming to my house. I would package it up, head up to the post office, send it off. And now we we fast forward uh, to probably two years and, yeah, we've got well over 200 products now. They are all still in my house, Um, (laughs) but we are looking to outsource that very quickly because... It's overrunning my my house,
0: <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. and plus, just the time to have to and you have to get all the packing materials. I know at, uh, back when I was leaving the states, I did a big clearance where I sold lots of stuff on eBay, and I couldn't believe like you have to buy all the packing boxes and all the like bubble wrap and then all the like branding stuff to put in it and then like mm. take it to the post mm. office. And how have you found that? or is it the orders aren't too bad? I mean, like yeah, oh, okay. no. no, they're full on. So we
1: have. <laughs> We have uh, a couple of hundred orders a week on a good week now, and we hire, like we have a staff member now. So it w- it came to a point where it was just too much for me. I couldn't do the warehouse plus everything else we do with systemix and mm-hmm. and it you know it started doing my head in. i I was losing control. So we hired a staff member, Katie, she's awesome, and we pretty much trained her up, which she learned very quickly. We were really lucky to handle what we call the warehouse. And she pretty much handles it all now. She comes in a few days a week. She does all the orders, sends them out. She replaces the stock, orders new stock, You know, does all the inventory on the website. She does our social media advertising. She basically handles the whole warehouse. We now get a report at the end of each month. We have our CEO meeting, if you want to call it that. And we go through what's selling well, what's not selling well, et cetera.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing! Yeah. yeah, I can I can imagine that's. I mean, that's a big hurdle. I think a lot of people have when they're thinking about physical products. It's like the burden of storing them, and then the fact that you have to be there, right? Because you can't just go mm-hmm. on holiday and not have somebody fulfill the orders.
1: Yeah, it definitely has its challenges, and you know, there's been times I'm going to be honest where I've said to Trace, "I'm done. I'm over it. I don't want to do physical products anymore." But then we look at it, and it's such an important part of our business because we're providing that service to people that they can't find anywhere else. You know, our physical products, we want to be, we want to have a store, which we've almost got now, of a one stop shop where we've gone out and done the hard yards to find the best affordable products so people can just shop in one place and leave again, you know, like it they don't have to go around to every health food store in their area and try and find everything and yeah so
2: and i'll just add to that as well just for brutal honesty we don't actually make a lot of profit from the shop as in me and joe we don't draw a wage from the shop at all so the income that the shop makes completely covers katie's salary Mm. and all the warehousing and all the packaging materials and all the postage and all those things so it's not something that you would want to go into. I'm not saying it can't make an income. It definitely can. And if we streamlined a few things and and got a bit better at our online store, our physical product advertising, then it could definitely turn over a, a much better income. But for us, it was more like Joe was saying, that it's in conjunction with all our other things. So we're okay at the moment that we're actually hiring an employee. So we feel really good about that that Katie's drawing a, a part-time salary and it works all in and around her family. It's really important to us as well, both being mums, that, you know, we're supporting someone else and her family and she's now on a good income. And that's been fantastic for her and her family. And that's really cool. So whilst the shop isn't a massive income earner for me and Joe on a personal level, it's kind of still a really great thing because it's it's helping out Katie and it, and it's all in conjunction with our stuff. And Australia is a massive country, as you can imagine. So a lot of our people are in remote areas. A lot of our audience is in remote areas and they don't have access to a health food store or somewhere mm-hmm. in their area where they can buy all this stuff. And it's, it's great to be able to help them out like that.
0: Yeah. And I would, that's what I was going to say is that in addition to the fact that you're helping out your employee, you're offering a really valuable service and even making it Making your brand more sticky, I guess, or more engaged with that's kind of a weird word, but more engaged with your audience mm. because they know they can come to you to get the products as well as the information mm. and the support, yeah, yeah and I'm,
2: right. yeah, I guess I wanted to mention that i I wouldn't go into a physical shop with the expectation that you might make a stack of money is sort of I guess with that I just wanted that clarity there that it's great for us because we've got other income streams as well, but i I just want you know for anyone thinking about it, really go into it eyes wide open that it is a lot of hard work for very little profit, I will say.
1: Yeah. In saying that though, we kind of put it down to, because we've got the online programs as well, obviously once they're built, what you earn from that is pretty much what you earn. You know, There might be a little bit of maintenance for your IT, web design, et cetera, updates, whatever. But generally a lot of it is profit where with your online with your physical products you don't have that turnover of profit uh, or that Mm. you know know what I mean but in saying that just with the store that we have that honestly if our physical products was our only income stream we would put way much more effort into it uh, and we could be drawing a really good income but because Mm. it's not the only thing we do and our sole uh, effort and time goes into it We don't make as much money Mm -hmm. from it, but we still make about $50,000 a year profit where if you're on your own and you're a sole
0: entrepreneur and that's your thing, that is a good income. No, totally. Thanks thanks so much for sharing about that and just kind of the realities of the physical product business because we've not talked about that yet here. And I know a lot of people think oh wouldn't it be fun to get some products and sell them so yeah Mm. that's awesome and the other thing sorry amanda to butt in sorry (laughs) um
2: is we wholesale all our products so we don't have our own branded product so i think if you were going into it from that point of view if you had your own branded product you could possibly be having that income margin a lot higher Mm. so For us, we wholesale, we then have to, you know, ship it into Joe's house (laughs) and then we pay Katie and she's, you know, she sends it all up. So yeah, like Joe said, if if it was your only thing, sure, your profit margin would be a lot higher because we're obviously paying out for Katie to do our shop. Mm. So yeah, so it definitely could be an income stream, but for us, it's one of our streams, not our only
0: stream. So can you talk a little bit about the, one of the other income streams you have, which is the essential oils? Because I know in the wellness world, that is huge right now. Um, And it's yeah. been really successful. You guys just went on some fabulous vacation because of your success with essential oils, <laughs> right? So can you kind of tell me like how you got into that and how you're finding that um, as one of your products that you sell?
2: Yeah. Yeah, sure. So I've always been into anything smelly, yummy, creams, body lotions, body products. It's been my thing since a child. I love it. I actually studied as a beauty therapist. I'm a qualified beauty therapist and prior to this life. And uh, so it's been my, I love it. So, when essential oils became or came on our radar, I was all, all in, all ready to go down that path. And I guess it, initially we started using them ourselves. And that's like everything we've done. If we didn't use it, we don't sell it. So, I started using them in food. And I really just wanted to make peppermint chocolate. That was it. I just wanted peppermint essential oils that were food grade, that weren't synthetic, that all I could buy in the supermarket was in, you know, a, a fake peppermint. Um, I don't even know, essence or whatever it's called, and I had seen this DoTerra product around, and I didn't really know what what, what it was. So I did a lot of research. I looked into it, and I said to Joe, oh, "I think this is for us. I think we should look at these." Do you know what we did though? We bought, we signed up as a wellness advocate. Oh, so I should take a step back for those that don't know. DoTerra is a what's the word, Joe? Um, it's kind of like a multi marketing. Yeah, uh, multi. Yeah. Yeah. So, like a part, I don't like saying party plan because it's not like that at all. There's no sign up. It's a multi marketing, multi level, multi level company. Is that what they're called? MLM. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, multi-level marketing. We, MLM. Yeah. yeah. The thing yeah. is, though, we
1: don't look at it that way because it just doesn't work that way. It's, it's a beautiful company to be involved with. And yeah, it is a separate identity to systemix them, but it's a,
2: yeah, it's a great company. So, anyway, we started with, we bought a kit and we signed up as what they call wellness advocates. And we realized we didn't use it for about six months. And we kind of looked at these oils, and I used the orange and the peppermint in cooking, and that was about it. And we had some recipes, and then people would again come to us and go, Oh, where'd you get those oils from? Oh, well, actually, we kind of sell them kind of in around, you know, we were really not <laughs> on the ball at all to start off with. And it was about six or eight months, hey, Joe. And we mm-hmm. went, um, Okay, I actually think we can make some money. Well, Joe actually was the first one. I think we can make some money for this. Or from this, and then yeah, Joe sort of took over the DoTerra aspect, and since then we've moved right up the rank levels to what they call
0: diamond level, and uh, yeah, we're earning a really substantial income from that at the moment. How does that work? Are those in your shop? Or are they sold through? Do you mention them in your blog posts, or like is that really? You said it's kind of a separate business. So how how is that working?
1: Yeah. So you can sell doTERRA retail. So you earn 25% off your essential oils when you sell them retail. So we have got some in our store, but we definitely don't have the whole range because there's so many. So the really popular ones for cooking, we sell retail in our store. So people can go and buy the peppermint or the wild orange lemon. We've got a couple there for uh, health, you know, immune boosting, muscle support, but Generally, our retail side of it is not that large. So what we do uh, recommend for people is, is the best way, and that is to sign up as a wellness advocate yourself and save 25%. So when you become a wellness advocate with doTERRA, the great thing is there's no minimum lock-in contracts, no minimum monthly spend. So we get a lot of people join because of that reason. So when I sort of said to Trace, "Look, I think we need to do something with these essential oils." They were becoming a big part of Tracy and myself's lives, and you know they were. Sounds corny, but they were changing our life for a few different reasons. The health benefits from essential oils are incredible. And then we thought, "Man, why are we not sharing this with our community? Like our community is known, or our followers are there because they want to learn about additive and preservative free." lifestyle. So, yeah, we started selling the essential oils. Well, we started promoting the essential oils and we could not believe how popular. I, it still blows me away how popular they are and how many people want them in their lives as well. So, yeah, it's doing really, really well. We um at around So, this all started in August last year and there was a Fiji incentive trip that started in August. So, you needed to qualify between August and December. And uh we managed to be the grand prize prize winners for that Fiji trip. So we went to Fiji in February, which was amazing. Um, you know, being the grand prize winners, we got the presidential suite was which was out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> um we got all our airfares paid for and you know, yeah, we got lots of benefits for being the grand prize winner. So it was amazing. And now we're at diamond level, which is, um, you know, around a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year. So, yeah, it's amazing.
0: That's awesome. So to kind of pull back, because I don't want to just do is this type of business isn't just essential oils, but what I'm hearing here is like your audience had a need and it was something that you were interested in. Mm. And so then you found like basically people listening could, because whatever their thing is, they don't have to sell essential oils necessarily, but they there are companies out there that have businesses like this where you can find products that you like that your audience needs and then they do all the fulfillment right and you just take a commission off of that is that the yeah effectively yeah 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 effectively that's how
2: it works so yeah so if you sign up so say amanda you signed up as a wellness advocate underneath us we would earn a commission based on what your sales were right and so on and so on down down the track
0: yeah got it cool So I think, I mean, that's something else we haven't talked about on the podcast. And I think, I think it's really valuable to think about there's all these different ways you can bring in money. Like you don't just need to do digital products, although those are very profitable. You can have a blend of things. Um, absolutely really cool and like you said hopefully makes your business a bit more resilient so that you're not just reliant on one income stream so I'm curious because you said that you both live like a three-hour plane flight away from each other so I'm wondering if you can share a bit about your actual workflow like how do you guys work (laughs) together since you're not in the (laughs) same place like how do you yeah how does that happen Skype has become our best friend and we both had to up
2: our phone plans because we're always on the phone to each other. But generally, we have, well, to be honest, let us uh, we went to Tropical Think Tank, and that's where we met you, Amanda. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy there, Mike Barty. Now, he spoke about productivity and how to get the best out of your month and your year and your day and all those things. When we came back, we now have regular monthly meetings. <laughs> we have We weren't doing that before. We now have regular weekly meetings between me and Joe where we literally sit and plan out our entire week. Who is going to go Facebook Live? Who is going to write a blog post? Who is going to email these people? Whatever it happens to be. And then we sort of schedule in on a yearly planner as much as we can, just our yearly tasks and and what our goals are for the year as well. So we sort of, yeah, we (laughs) I say currently we are doing that because we weren't doing that last year and it it was really haphazard, I guess.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something that we both do and just like any workplace is we generally have some set roles. So we both work in the Mm. business on the same things, but we both do spend more time on certain things each. So, for example, I spend more time on doTERRA than Tracy does. Tracy spends more time on our podcast show than I do. We both interview together on our podcast show, but Tracy's the one that organized the interviews, sets it all up, to, you know, gets things going with the admin side of the podcast show. The warehouse is obviously my house. Now, although I don't deal with that so much anymore because we've got our beautiful Katie, you know, I'm still. Seeing it where Tracy doesn't have so much to do with the warehouse. So we have our set roles, which work really well for us. It's taken a little bit of trial and error to get those set roles, not too much, but you know, sometimes when you're both dealing with the one thing, it's easier to just one person deal with it and the other Mm. person deal with something else. But yeah, we just make it work. And I think being sisters, we can be honest with each other. Sometimes Mm. we're a little too blunt. And you know, we can have an argument and move on. So it works really well.
0: Mm-hmm. What are mm. you, what are you finding uh, like the most effective for, this is totally like out of left field, but like, are you <laughs> finding the most effective for engaging with your audience? Like, are you using, you mentioned Facebook lives. Are you using email a lot? Do you, do you email people regularly or do you have a Facebook group? Like how, what's, what's mm. working for you now? Cause it changes so quickly. It really it does. does. It? <sighs> Look, we have dabbled in a few different things until we
2: realized that Facebook is definitely where our audience is. And that took us a little while. We've done some Snapchatting. We've done some, we do Instagram and Facebook predominantly. And now then like Instagram now has Insta Stories. So that's been awesome for us as well. But yeah, definitely Facebook and Facebook Live. We also do a lot of webinars and we really love that because they can, you can really connect with your audience a lot more and engage with your audience with the chat functions on webinars. We. What else do we do, Jo? We do do emails. And again, we've sort of dabbled with, do you send out three a week? Do you send out one a week? Do you send out five, you know, like five a month? Do you send one a month? We have changed our routine with our emails so many times. I think we have it pretty okay now, but it is a a tricky one, emails, because we both have, you know, I hate being spammed. I, I like to just get one email that's really long, rather than five emails that are short. And then other people like to get five short emails and one lot rather than one long, you know. So it's really hard to know what your audience want. And all we've done literally is just kept changing it until we feel that what we've got is right at the moment. And that's not to say that's not going to change again, but what we're doing now seems to be working. Our unsubscribe rate has gone down. Mm. So that's, you know, that's all we can go on. So to touch on what we're doing now, send
1: three emails a week and no more than that so one email is just purely content so last week it was our recipe in the email we had a biscuit recipe we generally don't have if you want to see the best biscuit recipe go to our website the content is in the email and we heard that at another conference where Jana Selner said keep your party in the email if they want to go to the bedroom which is your website then they'll go to the bedroom so we do that with Facebook as well. So with all our Facebook recipes, we don't say this biscuit recipe is, you know, delicious, it makes 100, click here to f- see the recipe. We put the whole recipe in Facebook.
0: And so, Instagram.
1: And Instagram, yeah. So it, it, um, we keep the party where the party is and that's been really successful for us. Another email that we send out is join our upcoming webinar or, uh, uh, you know, something that is going on. Uh, so our course might be launching or something that's going on. And we hire a staff member to do our emails. Now we just proofread them, but she targets people when she sends that type of email. So she will target our, our open rate for people who are opening those type of emails. Uh, so then we're not targeting the wrong type of people. Uh, so she segments a lot of groups. So it works really well. Our open rate is around 50%. And then the third email is, it's got me thinking now, let me go to my calendar. Yeah, something that might be like, oh, our, our physical products, sorry. Yeah, so like the third product. email is our, we run a sale of the week, every single week. So it'll be what the sale of the week is. Mm-hmm. And then we offer content in that email as well. So how to use the product or uh, a video or, uh, you know, something so it's not, here's the sale of the week, click here to buy. There's actually really great content inside of that email.
0: Cool. I want to just call this out to people. So you're basically emailing your list or segments of your list three times a week. Plus you're doing what, a Facebook Live and a webinar. Mm-hmm. So you're really... I mean, you're actively out there engaging with the people. That oh, are following yes. you, And I think that's a mistake that I see a lot is that people maybe will write a blog post, but then like, that's it. And they just kind of disappear and hope people are going to find them. And yeah, you're doing no. totally the opposite. Yeah.
2: I think one thing we realized really early on was you had to communicate face to face with your audience. And for us, that is via Facebook Live. We do do some face to face physical face to face events but because we live in separate states within Australia it's really hard to get together we both have young fam or oh, I have teenage children but Joe has young children it's really hard to get together we have to plan that like a year in advance and you know you might want to have 20 people come along because or 20 to 25 too many is too much for us to handle like we like to keep things intimate and personal so we might do a live cooking event for example but you know, that's only once a blue moon kind of deal. So for us, face to face is Facebook Live, Instagram stories. Do you know one thing we have done, Amanda, is we have done cook-alongs on webinars and they were awesome. So we would send out a shopping list and we we just said the other day, we haven't done a cook-along in so long. We have stacks of fun, but our audience have stacks of fun. We get a massive turn up, like for a webinar. We'll get two, three, 400 people turn up to a Mm cook-along and they are in their kitchens cooking exactly what we are cooking in our kitchen and everyone has so much fun. And then what happens from the flow-on effect of that is they all share what they have cooked Mm -hmm. in our chat group oh, my God, I just had the best night cooking with Tracy and Joe. It was so funny. Tracy dropped the such and such. And, you know, there was something going, like, you know, it goes wrong in our kitchen. They're laughing at that. And, you know, it's just that really, really personal touch. The other day, like, my husband came in, made a coffee while I'm cooking. You know, like, it was, it's just, we in our kitchens. Joe's got little kids. Her kids come in, say hi, you know, like, and and it's normal, real, every day. We're not trying to be anybody different than who we are. And this is just in our kitchen. Come and
0: cook with us, and they love it. And it's so mm. much fun. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That's such a good idea. And and it's really like you said, sharing like authentically. You. It's just you and your lives, and you're there. And you know, you don't need to be perfect and polished and have everything like amazing. Oh, no. no way. I mean, it's actually <laughs> you know? more effective if it's not. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what yeah. our mum? Oh, joe's probably about to say the same thing
2: our mum keeps saying to us i wish you'd dress up just a little bit more <laughs> i wish you'd just you know just just be a little and because we're standing there in our gym gear you know we might have our hat still on we've just gone for a walk we're sweaty and we've come back in the kitchen and <laughs> not for
1: but, a webinar we don't not for a like webinar that, no for but, Facebook live <laughs> if
2: something ad hoc
1: comes up and i'm um, i don't know if one of us just ding light bulb goes off and we want to talk about it we'll just get on facebook live like nobody cares what we look like it, it's it's real and i think mm. if your brand is you like if our our brand is systemics and we're systemics we need to be in people's faces uh, sharing who we are like and if your brand is you yeah i honestly believe that
0: you can be so successful by being you Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been really, really eye-opening. I think And it'll be really inspiring for a lot of people to see like just the different ways they can expand their business beyond just thinking about, oh, I have to create an e-course. So thank you so much for sharing. Can you mm-hmm. let us know yeah, like where people can find you? I guess it's like, yeah, give us your website and where are the best places for people to connect?
2: Yeah. So systemixn.com is definitely our website and there's heaps of blog post information all about additive and preservative free eating there's obviously doTERRA stuff on our blog as well if anyone is interested in that and we hang out a lot as we've just said on Facebook and Instagram so that's where you can find us all at Sister And so our, our yeah
0: thank you so much ladies it's been really great talking to you thanks, thanks for having problem, us thanks
2: for having us
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. As always, you can find all the links to everything we talked about in the show notes, which are available at wellpreneuronline.com. And also don't forget we've got over 2000 wellpreners in our Wellpreneur community group on Facebook. See if you have any questions about the episode or just want to connect with other wellpreners and podcast listeners, come over, look up Wellpreneur Community and ask to join and we'll let you in. I can't wait to see you there. So after this interview, we realized there was so much more we still wanted to talk about. So part two is coming next week where we're diving specifically more into the community building part of Tracy and Joe's business. I'll see you back here for that episode.